welcome to our new episode, Hyper Custom, and today a uh, really exciting topic, uh, customization meets e-mobility. And um, I would like to welcome my guest here, Ossian Vogel from Urban Drive Style. A little bit uh, about Urban Drive Style. So the things which, of course, I had to research, but um, I found that Urban Drive Style is a rapidly growing Berlin-based e-mobility startup. Uh, you are on a mission together with your team to disrupt the unhandy, granny, expensive, as you're saying, electric bike market by making e-bikes cool, uh, versatile and affordable. So this is, um, I think, all I need to say. Um, and then I'm really happy to welcome you as the one of the makers uh, in the e-mobility industry. Um, yeah, Typer Custom. So, Ossian, tell us a little bit more about your business, uh, of course, how you founded the company. And um, yeah, when, when it comes to customization, what this service means to you. Yeah, good morning. So nice to be here. Um, yeah, let's start with urban mobility as, um, as a subject. Um, electric bikes, as most people know, um, today are pretty much bicycles with an electric motor. And being this design limitations to me were always an issue. And when I started designing electric bikes, I was really thinking about, do I really want to go the way of building a motorized bicycle or would I rather like to have an e-bike an e that would be more of a moped or MOFA, which is a motorized vehicle as opposed to be a human-powered and assisted vehicle? And from that perspective, um, I noticed for example, in countries like China, in Vietnam, that I've have, have traveled, that people use mopeds to actually transport their whole family around on a daily basis, that people are using them for cargo and delivery work, and that people are using them pretty much as very versatile, fast, and flexible tools. But they're not using bicycles for this. They're using mopeds. And when I then came to Amsterdam, four years ago, four and a half years ago, I saw how everyone is riding double-seated with a girlfriend on the back <laughs> on bicycles. And I was wondering why the hell did never ever anyone design an electric bike that is actually made to be like this. Mm -hmm. And that was the Unimoke design. So I actually did not start the process from a design perspective. I said it needs to be at least a double-seater. So I have to be able to carry a person. And then if you have two people, usually the result is a child. So you should also be able to have a child on it. So that made it a three-seater design. But then it also had to be a vehicle that always grows with you, that changes with you so that you can use it for very, very different purposes. So sort of customization was already built into the design. But it was not for looks, it was rather for functionality. So the design of, of our bikes is to be very versatile, which then in turn, of course, created a situation where every bike that we sold was different to the other. Because everyone, of course, has a different need in his everyday um, riding. And from, from this customization in terms of colors, in terms of design in terms of putting company logos on it and banners 
um, for advertisement, choosing your own grips, your own pedals, that came with this versatility. Other e-bike designs that you may know, like, for example, the Van Move bikes, the cowboy bikes, they don't aim for versatility. They actually aim for uniformity. Mm-hmm. So pretty much they all look the same, like an iPhone. Yeah. Our vehicles by default are extremely versatile in, in accessories, baskets, transportation stuff. So in the end, your bike already will look different than the bike of your neighbor. Yeah, I have to say that I already uh, got the chance to test one. And that's basically our, was our starting point for connecting. And uh, as you're saying, it, it's really not this typical bicycle feeling anymore. It, it has something which is more like everyone is, uh, uh, yeah, has, has in mind uh, the times when we drove with our mopeds and uh, yeah, mofas. Uh, really yes, interesting. Exactly. So this is something and you turned it into a cool e-bike. So I guess uh, your products speak uh, for themselves. Yes, I rather think the coolness comes from the utilitarian looks it has. So our bikes sort of have that Land Rover coolness. It's not a designed coolness. So we, we didn't start with saying, let's do a real cool e-bike. We really started with make it rad, make it rough, make it convertible so you can play around with it. You can change stuff um, on your own, make it fat. Um, tires so you can really use it under all weather conditions and that sort of makes it cool in the end yeah it's great to hear that we are sharing a passion for customizable products and we of course at uh, at made one we are really into that into that game and we had a, a a talk about potential partnership and how we could work with your bikes and i mean do, do we want to share with the audience what we are after together yes of course so then, uh, I mean, ideally, and that's something we are planning to bring to life ASAP, is that we are helping you in, in a way we are doing this in 3D to make also the, yeah, the visual design aspect customizable and add some more colors to, um, yeah, as options to your bikes. And that's really something which um, I can see could be really cool to add that element to the things which you're already customizing because... As we said, you're already into customization when it comes to your products. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. And I mean, uh, on top, of course, of this podcast conversation, we'll have many more on how to bring that, bring that to life. But yeah, I can see uh, something colorful coming up. I absolutely agree. And helmets are, and this is actually how everything started with the two of us, is helmets are an absolute absolutely essential part of owning such a vehicle and um, it's always been like something that I felt was missing in our product range was having the right helmets for the right bike Um, wearing a bicycle helmet on one of our e-bikes just makes you look less cool to be honest (laughs) and actually working together with you guys and actually trying to find designs trying to find a helmet style that that fits our rough vintage moped designs um, started the whole thing. And as the technology involved in doing these customization things and actually being able to select your colors, your, your patterns, either on a bike frame or on the helmet that then needs to fit the bike frame, that's absolutely 
great. That that would really, really open an entirely new revenue channel, and it would make sure that people really look cool. Yes, as with a, our, I think so. I am totally, totally believe in that. And yeah, as a side note, we're on on something uh, off to something cool. So uh, yeah, stay tuned. Um, when we talk about the type of customers uh, which are already asking for this type of customization, this service at Urban Drive Style, um, can you tell us a little bit more about yeah, which type of customers are you already uh, serving with this um, your options? Well, Urban Drive Style is on one side direct to customer brand, and of course, there is a large amount of people who would like and to which we offer, for example, different frame colors. Um, of course, we offer different colors of accessories like... Um, <laughs> it is funny, there's a guy coming up right now asking for the type of bike. Um, you can actually <laughs> see one of those bikes on the other side. It's a Unimoke mm -hmm. from Urban Drive Style. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> Okay, so someone was listening while we were talking and <laughs> walked up. And asked for a, cast, a custom bike. <laughs> yes. So there, exactly. must, there must be demand out there. There definitely is. And of course, our bikes are very individualistic. And so first we started with very simple color schemes. Then we started offering your own color, which was sort of the next step. Now we're doing custom seats as well. And next step would be custom helmets. Um, I think there's pretty much no end to this. In the B2B market, customization sort of comes naturally. So we're working with large companies in the food delivery area. And of course, these companies require their own design scheme to be recognizable on the street. Um, we also work with fashion brands that now start offering our products in retail stores. And of course, here we can offer um, not only cool bikes, but bikes that really match the brand and the brand CI. So this is where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. We also have many customers who just order their bikes in parts. So they, they pretty much buy the frame because they want to do the customization themselves. That should mm -hmm. be a service we should offer to people who are not so equipped or experienced in doing, for example, airbrush and stuff like this. Yeah, really interesting. And um, I mean, next question to you would be when taking this experience into 3D on madeone.com, so customizing your uh, ED bike, um, can you envision what type of custom ED bikes people will design? So are they gonna go wild in terms of colors? Is there something which you which you can see already? Uh, yeah, coming? Yes. yes, absolutely. Um, I think we have one of the most active owner groups in the urban utility bike segment. And what I see there is, for example, groups of people who own bikes and to actually who actually do theme bikes. We have one one gang riding around and, and they have comic scheme bikes. So there's an Obelix bike, there's a Superman, <laughs> Spider-Man bike, and they they actually meet up to do this. Then, of course, there's people who really like to have bling-bling bikes with chromated frames or um, brass look or gold look and, and have it really high-end. It's really hard to, mm -hmm. to 
I don't really think that there will be one specific group of people. I think everybody loves customization if it's available. Yeah, yeah, that's a good but point. But of course, as you were saying already, it needs to be simple to do. Um, yeah. There will be always guys who already have a paint workshop and who just love to go crazy on their own. But then you have people who just don't have the skills and the, and the setup to do this, but they still want to have the freedom to choose things, to make things their own and actually 100% identify with the design and the style of their product. After all, it's not a cheap product we're selling. Yeah, I mean, you made a good point. It has to be accessible, it has to be simple. Um, yeah, we're always uh, talking about this this topic of playfulness. So it really it's also yeah basically making fun of uh, playing around with the different colors, and that's the reason why we brought that into 3D. And uh, interesting insight from our business with uh, helmets was. Um, customized helmets. I mean, you had some out there. Most of in most of the cases, you had to find um, mostly one person, uh, airbrush artist who can custom your helmet. You custom paint your helmet, and the helmet designs they were really they were really similar. So the colors uh, chosen was really similar. And when we started doing that in 3D, we added color palettes like, for example, soft color palette with a lot of pastel, yes. pastel colors. And um, suddenly you've, we've seen people choosing that color in, for example, in the motorsports category, which was really um, untypical, it was not the typical motorsports color. So you, you would rather go for black, uh, neon yellow, silver, uh, metallic, and so on. And then we've seen like, Uh, soft, uh, soft uh, colored uh, motorsports helmets, helmets, and the reason is because we've we've made it so visual, so easy to access, and uh, that's that's something I could see also when um, yeah when you have your UD bike and 3D people will uh, they will um, find colors or color combinations they would maybe not think about if they would just uh, search for custom bikes uh, online. One hundred percent agreed. Um... Like customization coming from like motorcycle groups or coming from motorsport, they used to be, yeah, in a very specific style, aiming for a sporty look or for a gang look, whatever. And this is exactly 100% what you're saying is our experience as well. People are using our bikes for daily for for daily life, and that includes business. So they actually drive to customers with their bike. They they show up in front of the school. They use it for their daily commute to work, and they don't try to look sporty doing this or or motocrossy. They actually mm -hmm. try to match the frame color to their normal everyday apparel they're wearing. Yeah, absolutely. So the the colors and the styles they're actually choosing reflects a lot more how these people live their normal life than how they would act on a weekend yeah. when they are out doing motocross. So that's an entirely different thing. And this is where the different colors come from. So if you like to wear a certain color and a certain color scheme in your private everyday life, most probably you like to have your bike in the same type of color scheme as yeah. it really expresses you in an everyday situation as opposed to you in an extreme situation like doing motorsports or something. I mean, if you flip this thing around, you would probably 
even as a mountain biker, you would probably not show up at work in your Lycra outfit, right? <laughs> yeah, true. And that's yeah. the other way around. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's so um, exciting when when it comes to seeing what people are customizing using the options you give them, and and sometimes it's uh, yeah, it's as I said, it's uh, highly surprising when you see some color combinations uh, they come it up is, with. It is. But still, I mean, it's their it's their choice, their colors, and um, I mean, it's not a question uh, or discussion when it comes to uh, taste. I mean, it always looks cool, <laughs> and uh, it yes. has to match their their personal wishes, of course. Exactly. Um, but really, the difference between like every like like customization for everyday products and sport products really really is that it's not influenced by marketing or how you need to look like or or how pro sport guys look like it's actually influenced by how you would like to look on your bike when you're out there on a private basis absolutely That's, yeah. standing out and this is actually where the, the and then if you look at the vespas for example back in the 60s and 70s you had the same thing you had these soft colors you had the 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 colorful helmets so if you look at the cu customizations done to vespa scooters you're sort of very close already to what people do to our bikes yeah in terms of appearance yeah i mean we'll all see what's uh, what people will come up with so excited exciting times yes um, absolutely And one topic I would like to share with you because uh, also because I have the opportunity to get your feedback and we are looking into um, a new feature, which we call a web AR feature on our website. So imagine that people can customize um, your product and they can visually put it in their living room. I mean, to the things we just discussed, do you think that there's value to it? Do you think that such a feature people would appreciate to have? like a web AR feature showing you your bike in your colors. You can put it in your living room. You can put it in your personal um, environment. Um, I 100% think that this will be um, a huge benefit for, for many, many people. It has to be done, in my opinion, like every sort of customization, it has to be done very carefully. And you were already mentioning this when we talked earlier like you always have to keep to keep it simple in order to make sure that that people don't get overly crazy with stuff so sometimes you know when you're going to a restaurant and you see a huge menu and then you're sort of like jumping between things that you would like to eat and you sort of can't make your decision because the choices are so overwhelming you may may or may not end up with the thing that you actually wanted to eat. And that's the, the thing with customization. I usually would like to try to, to really guide people through this process in a way that they can't do very stupid mistakes. Yeah, no, it's uh, um, 100% agree with you. And the same goes for technology. Every new, new technology may be very exciting to some, but they may be like me with with Zoom calls, as I was just mentioning. <laughs> I hate Zoom calls. They would they would make other people stop doing it. Like, okay, that's too much. Now I need to download something. I, I need to install some plugin, or my computer doesn't allow it, or it's not mobile friendly. So, 
yes, I 100% agree that this is, this is a great feature, but it still needs to lead people to what they actually want and to say, okay, this is what I want, so this is what I want to purchase here. And there needs to be a balance between these two things. Yeah, My I mean, personal opinion, don't create obstacles to people who may be not so tech-savvy. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. That's also the one of the, I mean, that's the, the main reason why we work with um, web-based 3D and instead, yes. of, instead of coming up with uh, an application or whatever. So it should be all like, you, you have to have an internet connection. That's it. That's all you need. Um, right. Otherwise, we would not be where we are right now if we would have created these uh, obstacles, as you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. Yeah, nice. We'll continue to work on that. And um, maybe, yeah, there's one one showcase or the first showcase uh, attached to your products would be cool. And of course, I will, uh, I will share with you um, what we're after and then uh, feedback. Uh, highly appreciated. Yes, I would personally totally love it. And I think it will be a very, very appreciated feature for many customers. And... Yeah. If they are still able to do it the simple way, click, 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 and just add stuff and drag stuff and move it there, that would be a, a great combination, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Ossian, um, tell us what's coming up for Urban Dry Style in 2022. I mean, one project we just mentioned together with us, but I guess you have many, many different things on your agenda, uh, which you would like to bring to life uh, this year. Indeed, we do. Um, we have created a lineup of five different models now um, in the past, which is already um, a very, very high pace for such a young company. We're only four and a half years old and we moved to Berlin in our current productions um, or current production site only three years ago. So um, we are already very happy about what we have. But personally, in order to even offer more flexibility and more usability. I'm right now working on two cargo bike designs. Again, very unique cargo bikes, not like a copy of what you used to see on the roads. Um, very sturdy, very off-roady also. And I think we will be rolling out um, the first models by March this year and be ready for summer production already. Yeah, what I really like about uh, you and, and your business is that you are so into the production side of things, into the uh, constructing, the designing, and uh, bringing things to life. And, and to that point, um, I heard that you brought to life Bike Bakery. Is that a, a concept which is still on? Tell us a little bit more about this project. That would be cool. Yes, um, Bike Bakery is very similar, actually, to what you guys do with your B2B channel. So the things we have learned in the past four and a half years, um, designing bikes, prototyping bikes, and actually building them in Europe. So I think that's a, that's a very important thing to mention to everyone who's listening, is that Urban Drive Style is not a design company or marketing company that has bikes produced in Asia. We built our bikes. So that gives us a huge flexibility in, in terms of customization of course because i can paint frames whenever the order comes in so th this is also where the customization comes from 
but also it allows us to constantly iterate and and improve our products as we build them. Mm-hmm. So being able to do this opens an entirely new business segment for us, which is B2B business. There is not the perfect delivery bike out there, for example. And delivery is a huge thing at the moment. So every, every client, every customer, every delivery company has different requirements for the vehicles they're using. Some deliver pizza. Others need stuff um, thermoprotected. Others need um, very large transport capacities because they're actually delivering groceries, um, including drinks and, and cages of beer and stuff. So actually being able to adapt our products to very different use cases made me think, okay, we need to approach the business-to-business market with a new brand, which is called Bike Bakery. Mm -hmm. So let's say you need a bike for your business with a specific toolbox on the back and you need a trailer for it and you just need that specific bike and you're looking for it. You probably won't find it, but we can build it for you. And Mm -hmm. we can do this very quick because we have a very standardized set of technical components and we're able to do frames very quickly as they are hand-produced and not mass-produced somewhere in China where I have to wait for a year until they arrive in a container. Yeah, yeah, I mean... And that's pretty much our bike bakery. Yeah, it's super exciting. And uh, I would love to be the ones adding some custom, some more customization options to it. Um, and that's something we want to discuss um, or take on as a discussion. So... Yeah, I really love the concept and that you're also are up for local production capacities. That this is, of course, I mean, talking about the e-bike market, it could be one of the key differentiators moving forward. Um, as you're saying, having that flexibility and having it in your own hands is something which is outstanding. And uh, yeah, I really love the fact that you are, uh, you've started and built your business on, on that. So really, really exciting. And I'm really exciting uh, to see it when I come to, to see you and visit you in Berlin. Yes. Nice. You can actually lay hands on your own bike and actually build it with us in our um, open manufacturing. So this is one of the things many people like to do, sort of when their bike goes into assembly, they actually like to come by and be part even of the building process. It's really, so it's really that's cool. That's something so. that really, it really connects you to the product when you can yeah. say, hey, I've actually done it. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so so many similarities uh, between your businesses. I mean, just having this this big door to open and uh, behind that door, there's production going on is something yes. which excites me. And uh, you know that I'm a digital digital marketing e-commerce guy, but uh, that that production side is something which I embrace every single day because uh, without that, we would not be able to to yeah, to do what we do. 100% agreed. Nice. Hey, then my last question to you is, um, people call it legendary last question, because uh, I would love to know what's your MPP. Uh, just to a little explanation, if you need, it's your most, most personal product. Hmm. <laughs> In terms of bike or no, in terms an, of... Any type of product. It can even be... Uh, painting in your living room, whatever uh, personal product you have or which pops up in your mind. doesn't need to be. 
really, to be honest, and that's and that's not making advertisement um, for my own product. It is my moke because I take it really. It is tailored to not only mine but also to Julia's, my wife's, wife's, and Lara's, my daughter's needs. It's equipped with a super extra long bench. It has every bag that I need to take it to vacation. We use it every day. It actually is the most trustworthy product that we ever had. So we skipped the car for this bike. So this is our daily transport. And it's, it's, it's like my old VW bus. It became part of the family. And I know exactly my daughter will be taking it over when she's like 14, 15. And she will be riding around with her friends on it. So that really is my most personal product that I have. Nice. It reflects one. me. Nice one. It was a very good explanation. And um, I mean, to, to the listeners, um, there will be um, a psychological, uh, psychological uh, prof coming to talk with us about what's, what's happening in your mind, in your brain, when it comes to customized products. And I mean, yes, Hearing you talking, I guess, uh, will be really an interesting talk coming up. So thank you so much, uh, Ossian, for so your welcome. time. Thank you. For sharing uh, things about your business, uh, how it all started, the things you have in front of, of you, uh, teasing a little bit of, um, of the project uh, we want to get after together. Um, and yeah, thanks again and uh, take care of you. Same to you and so much looking forward to see you soon in Berlin. Definitely. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.